Welcome to Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League. I'm Owen Shadrick, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Johnny Maffey. We are also honored to be joined at the top of this podcast by Mike Tampolini, who is the Director of Baseball for Northeast Performance Institute, or NPI. Really excited to help you promote your product and promote our relationship through this podcast. Mike, how are you doing today? Welcome to Back to the Futures. I'm doing good now. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm pretty excited to talk. I know we've been talking about this for the last week or so. Yeah, we're really excited too. We're calling it a special edition episode here of Back to the Futures. And we want to get started real quick and ask you, what is NPI Sports and what is the vision of your company? So NPI Sports is a high-level research training facility. Uh, we work with both golf and baseball. I oversee the baseball side, but essentially what we do is train high-level athletes. We're trying to maximize players' careers, keep them on the field, and turn over every stone in terms of you know playing and being the best athlete that you could possibly be. So you're the director of baseball, like you said. What does that exactly entail when you're working with the players? You give them the information, you, you analyze them, they analyze it. How does that work? Can you explain that process? Yeah, I, I think it's it's very simple. It's sometimes made out to be complex. Analytics sounds like this very complex term. Not a lot of people know about it, but it's no different than traditional coaching. I think the way I look at it is analytics and analytics is just information, right? It's just simple pieces of a large scale puzzle. And what we do is run you through a normal type of training assessment as you would, you know, 10 years ago, you throw a bullpen, hit some balls on a tee or hit some VP, but it's not much different when we have analytics and tech involved. The tech just allows us to see things that we may not be able to measure with our eyes. So essentially what we do is we look for hidden edges in your game. We look for maybe inefficiencies or some areas of your performance where we can capitalize on. So when you come into NPI, you run through a traditional type of assessment but we'll have the technology behind us. And after we're done, we'll use our eyes similar to how we do uh, traditionally, but we'll also use data to back up things that we're seeing or some things that we may not be seeing. So what you get from coming to MPI is I think a pretty unique type of assessment. And it really allows you to leave being like, I feel like I've done everything possible in my hands to, to really maximize my abilities and uh, performance. Yeah, it's certainly a changing game in a great way. And thanks to you guys and, and other companies in this partnership. So how do you explain, you just referenced, I think you said it's, it's just like traditional coaching, you know, you don't want to complicate things. How do you explain that to someone that is confused by, you know, this new age of, of every number they can possibly consume? And yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's a fantastic question. I see it as similar to buying a, a car, right? Like, when you go to buy a car, what do you do? You look for the car report. What's the mileage? Has it been in an accident recently? You might may ask your buddy down the street who's a mechanic to take a look, right? You're looking for information. That's all you're doing when you're looking at buying a new car to give yourself an estimate of maybe how valuable it is or you know what the future mileage is going to look like on the car or whatnot. And that's what we do for players. You want to simplify it by looking at the things that are going to weigh the most. For a car, it's mileage. For a pitcher, it may be injury history, or it may be velocity or spin rate. It depends on, on the athlete. So I think it gets complex because some of these technologies and 
some of the stats out there, there are just so many, right? Like it's, it is overwhelming. It's overwhelming for Nate. But what I'd like to say is like, just break it down to the things that, that matter most. Look at that. And then if you feel comfortable moving on from there, you could go down to maybe a deeper wormhole, <laughs> but you really want to focus on, on the most important things first and then go from there. Yeah, absolutely. And we're extremely excited to get this started. And we want to get more specific into what your relationship is with our league. So what do you plan to do with the Futures League overall and plans to activate this partnership? Yeah, so the, the main component of our partnership is that we have a portable track net. And we're going to be attending games throughout the year, the majority of games, and meeting teams pre-game. So as they're going through their warm-ups, whether it's batting practice or if they're throwing a side in the bullpen, we're going to set up the track man, collect data on the, on the guys. So we'll probably meet each team about 12 times each, which is more than enough to collect data at least once or twice, whether you're a hitter or a pitcher. And the next step forward is going to be taking that data and condensing it into a report. So every player is going to get a condensed report uh, based on the track man data that, that we're capturing. And then from there, you know, we're going to pass it on to the coaches and the players. So I think the big component of this partnership is to collect advanced data. A lot of these players, if you think about it, may not be coming from schools that have access to equipment like this. TrackMan is worth $30,000. It's pretty expensive. And the data that it provides, it really is, is pretty incredible. So we want to give players an access to information that they may not have had access to before. And that's really the main component of this partnership. Yeah. So the TrackMan is... If you go to an MLB game, for those of you who don't know, it's it's the black box that's behind home plate near the press box usually, right? Yeah, it well, it used to be. So MLB had a partnership with TrackMan uh, up until 2019. And then last year, they actually uh, moved on from TrackMan to Hawkeye. So Hawkeye is uh, like a camera system. They have like cameras across all across the ball, ball, ballpark. But if, if you're at a minor league game, and it still may be in major parks, I, I, I really don't know. It is, it's like a big black box, like you said, and it's probably about, you know, 30 feet above home plate. That's a stadium unit. The portable unit's a lot easier. It's on a tripod. It's like 10 feet up. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. That's awesome to have a portable unit. So you're here promoting MPI. How can somebody not in the futures league, such as a high school or college player, get in touch with you or get in touch with your business? Yeah. You could reach out to me directly on Twitter or email uh, on, on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Mike Tampolini, so it's pretty pretty easy to find. Our website is gonpi.org. All of our information is on there. Slide into my DMs, email us, you know, do whatever you think you feel comfortable reaching out to us is. But I'd say, you know, if you're a high school or college athlete in the area and you want to get better and you want to maximize your performance, reach out to us. I mean, the worst thing that could happen is you have a conversation, you learn a bit about analytics and maybe learn one or two things that you didn't know before. So I think Go, go for it, and you have nothing to lose if you do. You're right. Nothing to lose. Reaching out never hurt anybody. No, never. <laughs> and do you have any cool stories from partnerships that you've had with other organizations that you could share? I, I think I only have partnership stories or just stories from my other jobs that I've had. Uh, I just joined MPI, so I'm pretty fresh. I'm, I've only been here two, three months, so we're pretty fresh to the scene over here. Some... Other stories, which I guess I could share is, you know, working at Driveline or working with the Phillies and having the ability or opportunity to work with like some very legitimate major leaguers at Driveline. I was their pitching analyst for a year. 
and we had Shohei Otani come in for an assessment. We ran him through his biomech assessment as both a hitter and a pitcher, which is pretty interesting because usually guys don't do both. And it was just remarkable to see how like athletic and strong and quick he was. And uh, when you think about playing at the highest level, it's it's pretty eye-opening <laughs> why he's so good because of his abilities. And then when you turn around and work with a high school guy after working with Otani, you're like, seems like there's a long road ahead, but sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, but there's always breadcrumbs leading in the right direction to try and figure out how can someone compete against this guy. So I have some stories about, you know, working in, in those organizations, which were pretty cool. That's crazy because, you know, Otani's the only guy that can do that. So it is funny comparing right. the two different levels of play. And it's cool to see, you said you worked at Driveline, whether it's Kyle Bodie or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Matt Blake from Cressy now working with the Yankees and Cressy being the official trainer with the Yankees. Obviously, you think that's a good thing. Why is that a good thing for the MLB f- for these guys to get in the system, you know, on the ground floor? That's a great question. I, I think it's important for everyone to be given a chance at improving their theories and their methodologies right. I think sometimes the industry can get lost and forget the most important thing, which is the athletes, right? We're, we're in a results-driven business, right? So we, we cannot forget that. And I think it took maybe Kyle a little bit longer to prove himself or for other teams to value him because people didn't want to believe that throwing a weighted baseball could actually make you throw harder or whatever they're doing with the weighted balls, right? It's staying healthier and throwing harder is, is really the main two things. So I think it's important for people to publish their results open source, which is what Kyle did his entire baseball career. He did research. He had athletes do a number of different things to try and find ways to push the game forward. And I give him a ton of credit. He's an awesome dude. And I really, really have enjoyed our conversations together whenever we spoke. And it's important for the league and other people too, who want to be in baseball and want to be progressive and find that next thing to, to do what he did, to be open source, to do research. And it's equally as important for teams to take people seriously who are posting their results online or open source. Sometimes the way to throw harder, the, the, the way to be healthier isn't what we were led to believe growing up. Keeping an open mind and having that perspective and just being dedicated to athlete results really is the most important thing. I think that's what I believe. And I know our founder, Peter of MPI, believes that as well. And I think that's why we're a great fit for the area and for MPI together to really push the game and whether it's baseball, golf, or another sport forward through data-driven research because we really give a shit about athlete results. And honestly, that's what matters. Yeah, data is the future. You hear that everywhere all around sports now, and, and it's just becoming and more and more true each and every day. Absolutely. And before we get to our final segment where we dive into a lot more about your background, let's get a little bit of the fans to know who you are. Where did you get your start, and how did you end up at NPI? It's been a long journey, so I, I, this won't be a long answer. Uh, this won't be a short answer. I, I played till I was 18. I felt like I was always one of the smartest players on the field, that high baseball baseball IQ, but I was such a small player. Like I, I didn't really grow until I was like 17 years old, which I think was late for high school. And I was always like skinny as a rail. 
Um, and I always felt like I didn't have the resources and the coaches to really help me take my game to the next level. So I always felt I was leaving something on the table when I played. And that carried with me through high school and college. And I knew I wanted to work in baseball my entire life. I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do, but there was something there for me, something here in this industry that I think was going to lead me. I did a bunch of internships. I went to the University of Delaware, graduated in 2015, worked for Major League Baseball for three years in the replay center. And while I was there, I was studying at Columbia University, sports analytics and sport management. And I kind of took what I learned and tried to apply it to player development in baseball. There was this huge revolution going on in 2015, 2016. TrackMan just came on the scene, Rapsodo, Blast. I, I went out and bought a Blast sensor just on my own just to play with it and see, and I, I got hooked. I knew that this was going to be the future, data-driven training development was going to be the future. Like I nosedived right into it and I tried to get as much much experience as possible. Uh, I worked for the Phillies in 2019 and the Astros in player development, uh, overseeing technology and pitch data collection, made some really great contacts and relationships there and met Eric Jagers who had been working there that year and we were really close working together. And when I was a free agent that following off season looking for my next opportunity, I contacted him and they had an open position at driveline. That's how, how I got hooked with them as their pitching analysts for all of 2020, pretty much. And then this past off season, same thing was a free agent again. And uh, luckily Peter, our owner had you know decided to start a baseball division for NPI and uh, it was a perfect fit. So it's been a very long journey of trying to figure out what I wanted to do, then realizing it, and then trying to build a skill set to help athletes and teams and players around to get better. So it's a long-winded answer of saying, I always knew I wanted to do this, but it took a while for me to really build that skill set and get to where I am today. Yeah, that hard work definitely pays off. Yeah, it's, it's an investment. And I'm asked, how do you break in by college students sometimes? And it's really hard and it's only going to get more difficult as time goes on. As you know, like minor league teams have been cut. There's less opportunities for internships. It's a lot of hours and a lot of work, but if you really are committed to doing this and are willing to make those sacrifices, it's possible. It just is a matter of of time and effort and, and sacrifice, but it, it's possible. Yeah, that's a great that's a great answer and, and a great point. You know, it's you know, we're fine. We, we you made it here. You got here eventually and, and it's great to see. And again, we're really excited for this. And before we get to our final segment, how about a message to listeners? One last push for MPI. My last push is, do you want to get better? And if you do, you should check out what we're doing because it does not compare to, I think, any other uh, training facility in the area. We have thousands and thousands of dollars of, of resources and technology and equipment and people that I think is going to give you, if you're a player or even a parent, your kid a competitive advantage that they've never had before. We also have Joe Fatsy, who's the Red Sox Major League Assistant Hitting Coach working with us. Uh, Joe Hudson, who's one of the Red Sox Minor League Strength Coaches. When you look at it from a holistic point of view, we have the resources, the technology, but also the people who understand and have the experience of working at an extremely high level with Major League clients, Minor League clients, college clients, and high school clients to take your game to another level. So if you want to train like a major league athlete, then MPI sports is the place for you. That's a great pitch. You got me hooked and I don't even play baseball. <laughs> I'll sign you up. So Mike, 
We now move on to our final segment. It is our famous quick hit segment. We're going to give you the hard hitting questions right before we sign off here. Is that okay? Let's do it. Hit me. Let's do it. First question here. Why did you originally want to work in sports? What hooked you to the sports world? I think what hooked me to the sports world was the excitement around the game. It's never a dull moment in sports or in baseball to enjoy that team camaraderie, but also the fulfillment of seeing an athlete grow or yourself grow is honestly one of the best combinations to have in a career. And I wouldn't have picked anything else. Yeah. We're feeling the same way here as we're both graduating or soon to be graduating college. So that's, that's a great answer. And favorite ballpark you've attended as a fan. I'd have to say the old Yankee Stadium. I'm a Long Island guy. So growing up, going to the Bronx, the old Yankee Stadium, especially when the Yankees were pounding out championships and, you know, AL East division titles, there was nothing like it. You walked in, into the park, the smell, the aroma, the environment, the bleacher creatures, it was electric. Every game that I had ever gone to, and I was pretty gutted when they tore it down. So that was my favorite stadium, I think, of all time. Then how about a sports stadium or sporting event that's on your bucket list? I would love to go to the World Cup. <laughs> I don't know if you've gotten that answer before, but I don't really like soccer, <laughs> but I love the World Cup. And I would love to fly out to like Wembley Stadium to see the US Team USA play in like a really tight World Cup game. It just seems like the atmosphere is electric. I've had friends who have gone before. To me, that's like a bucket list. That doesn't really happen a lot. So uh, that's something I, I'm definitely eyeing on my list one day. Yeah, I'm with you there. Soccer isn't my forte, but the World Cup is just so cool to watch. It's so different. Yeah. And then if you were walking up to the dish or walking out to the mound, what would be your walk-up music? Oh, easy. Uh, I love Linkin Park, so I'd probably walk up to Numb Encore by Linkin Park Jay-Z. That mix is just uh, just perfect. That's fantastic. When you're walking into the MPI office, they should just play that for you. They should. They should. <laughs> And then you, I think you alluded to it earlier, but a favorite big league team and favorite big league player, whether it's current or historical. Uh, I grew up loving the Yankees. So that's, that's definitely my favorite big league team. And obviously Derek Jeter, how could he not? I was a huge fan, idolized him. I still kind of do. <laughs> and uh, I'm just so excited to see his ceremony in you know, a month and a half when he's inducted into Cooperstown. I wish they were having the live ceremony out, out there, but I think it's going to be all virtual this year. So Either way, it'll be, it'll be really great. Yeah, we've been waiting for some of those speeches for a while. Yeah, right. What about a favorite baseball nickname? I never had a, a baseball nickname. I just have a nickname. Like my last name's Tampolini, so people just cut it short to Tamp. So that's what most people call me. Some of my college friends call me Coach just because they know how integrated I am with baseball. And when I was in a fraternity in college, I used to coach our intramural softball team to a number of uh, victories. So I think that's how I got the name coach. Um, so coach or tamp, that's usually what I go by. And what about any superstitions, whether you're playing, you're playing softball or you're driving around, you know, $30,000 equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Don't move. <laughs> that, that's what I do. I, I try not to, to move. I try not to breathe. That, that's really my super, superstition, I'd say. And uh, what about when you're going to a game as a fan, what do you get at the concession stand? I, I'd like to keep it simple. If you're not going to a game and getting a hot dog, what are you going to the game for, you know? Uh, so a hot dog for me, maybe a beer, that, that, that'll that do it. That, that's, that's all I need. Definitely nice and simple and sweet, and that's yeah. what baseball is all about. Are you a bubblegum guy or a sunflower seeds guy? I think I'm a bubblegum guy. I do like seeds, but growing up, big league chew. I mean, how could you not? For me, that was, that was always the gum, even though it 
probably killed my teeth sometimes. Yeah, the dentist probably didn't love that, but whatever. It was your kid. It was fun. <laughs> totally. And what about the last question of this quick hit segment, an all-time favorite baseball memory? I have to say, I mean, any Little League memory that I had playing with my friends and some of my closest friends to today, I always think back to like baseball, where it all began. And that was like on the field with my friends. We still joke about all the you know stupid games we played and things that happened. And then I'd say a couple moments going to the 2008 Home Run Derby at Yankee Stadium. My dad surprised me and my twin brother with tickets and we sat in the bleacher creatures. So you can imagine Josh Hamilton bombing home runs over our heads. It was unlike any event I've ever been to in my life. I can't even describe it. It was it was just sick. And then the last thing was going to Derek Jeter's last home game in 2014. I somehow like secured tickets and took one of my best friends and we went, uh, skipped school and uh, made it up to the game in New York in time. And it was it was just unbelievable. So real a whole the whole day, the whole night, the whole game, seeing him walk it off in the last inning and his final at bat was just like it was very emotional and it was one of the best most electric environments i've ever been to i mean that and the hamilton one is was electric that was i was just watching those on tv yeah it's hard to decide between both they were just electric in two different ways uh yeah but it it, it was it was surreal i mean that's what that's what sports are all about all right, so before we sign off, we'll have every all the info in the posts on this and the comments on the YouTube, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, or the podcast apps. But where can we find you again? How do you want guys to get in touch with you and what should they do to get started? Yeah, I'd say if you're on Twitter, reach out to me at Mike Tampolini. Feel free to shoot me a DM. They're open. You can go onto my website if you want to learn a little bit more about my, about my background and what I've done. Go on www.michaeltampolini.com. All of my work is published on there and my background too and you could also contact me through there if you'd like as far as npi goes too feel free to go on our website www.gonpi.org uh, again you could shoot us an email through there and learn more about what we got so i'd say those three are the avenue to contact us or me and if you're interested we'd love to we'd love to you know chat and see what we can do for you absolutely yeah make sure to reach out if you're interested and Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. Best of luck with everything. This has been absolutely fantastic. We can't wait to see NPI in action in the Futures League this summer. Absolutely. Guys, I, I really appreciate it. I love the conversation. And If you see me on the field with a track man and looking a little bit frustrated, <laughs> feel free to come say hi and ease the stress and bring me a hot dog. <laughs> absolutely. Thanks, Mike. All right. Thanks, guys. This has been a special edition episode of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everyone soon.